At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Live Bet Saturday on v the sports betting network. We welcome you back in. It's our final hour of Live Bet Saturday on the busiest, most important college football Saturday of the year. And we have you covered on all angles from around Las Vegas. If you're just joining us now, we're talking live betting. Also, previewing the biggest games still to come on the slate tonight with Jeff Parles at Mandalay Bay, Paul Stone at Circa. I'm Ben Wilson at the South Point. And as we, uh, we start to roll in here, guys, we'll have some halftime lines coming up this hour to get into, as well as our final previews. Uh, what I'll start with is this, though. It's also kind of the, the we usually don't talk about a lot of the group of five or kind of lower games here. But Paul, will say this for the five and six teams today, they are now two and zero oh against the, against the spread here. And I know you were looking to fade Rice in this spot, but they it looks like Rice is going to get uh, get there. Unfortunately for you, because I know you laid it with North Texas, but twenty seven seventeen win there for the Mean Green. It's been interesting to watch uh, these five and six teams, Paul. They have looked live coming out of the gates here so far today for the most part, uh, even though these are more of these games down the card that we aren't used to giving so much time to on this show. Yeah, you know, North Texas, they needed a win today, which it looks like they will win the game uh, to reach the, the Conference USA uh, championship game. So that was part of my angle there. But the, these five and six teams have, have done well, and uh, – you know, a lot of them uh, getting the money and, and trying to get that uh, that bowl eligibility. So, uh, man, I tell you, college football, late November, just so much can happen. And I just have a, a feel again that uh, there's more, uh, you know, more where that came from. I think we might have another improbable result today. And then the conference championship games uh, next week. It's just uh, just a crazy time of the year. But certainly these teams, they want the, the opportunity to play in a bowl game. Uh, they want the opportunity to get, to get more practice time to uh, develop their skills yep. and those types of things. And coaches certainly want to be able to pad that resume because we know how alums are these days. Uh, they are quick to want to make changes. And as a head coach, you want to be able to reference as many positive accomplishments as possible. So it does mean something to them. It might not mean a lot to some of the, the, the listeners, but they take it very seriously, and uh, these teams – uh, so far with this small sample size uh, are coming through in those roles today. Uh, certainly are, and we have a couple that are just about to kick here momentarily. Southern Miss at five wins, laying three on the road against UL Monroe, and Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, laying four and a half or five on the road against Texas State. Those are both teams five and six, taking on teams who are four and seven. We'll have one more coming up uh, in the next hour. App State minus six at Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern needing a win up there to get bowl eligible. Any, any of those three, Jeff, any games that stick out or entice you at all from an in-game uh, perspective there? 
Now, the only one I the only one I would really look at is what effort do I get out of, out of App State today, more than anything, because they are six and five. They're already bowl eligible, but it has been a down year for the Mountaineers. So I'm curious what sort of effort we get from them when Georgia Southern again. This has been a year where Georgia Southern. I know Nebraska ended up being terrible, but you really don't want to waste a year where you win a road game at a Big Ten school and you don't even get bowl eligible. So uh, I, I'm curious to see what effort we get from App State. Uh, and again, Georgia Southern is five and six for a reason. They're not that good. That's why they have to win today. It's always always the caveat to keep in mind with with the games like those featuring the five and six teams. Uh, it's also and as you said, Paul. I mean, this time of year you get some ridiculous results into late November. Uh, I guess our really right now. I mean, our, our whiskey tango foxtrot uh, games of the day here <laughs> would include UTEP up got up twenty four nothing. UTEP at five and six trying to get bowl eligible against UTSA. 24-0 lead against uh, the, uh, the Roadrunners of UTSA. Now, UTSA has scored 14 straight to make this, actually 13 straight, uh, PA10, PAT pending here to make it 24-13 late first half. And that was a spot where UTSA had gone all the way uh, to plus 8.5 as a dog. And then I just saw this one. Uh, how about Akron as a 9.5-point nine nine dog? The Zips, who have been horrible all year, went 1-9, go to the Calb and beat uh, Northern Illinois 44-12. I mean, geez, Paul, those are some ridiculous results we're seeing so far. They are. I mean, Northern Illinois, I believe, the MAC defending champion. I know things hadn't gone uh, according to plan for the Huskies this year, but, I mean, Akron, obviously, the last um, decade, uh, six or eight years anyway, victories have been sparse. So for Akron to go on the road and win a MAC game by four touchdowns, that's just uh, that's just crazy stuff. And that, that Georgia Southern – uh, game that, that that's an interesting uh, scenario as well. I mean, Georgia Southern can you know they can throw the ball. They obviously like to play fa fast. Uh, play Helton has has totally revamped their offense and redefined their offensive style of play. And we saw what they did through the air against Nebraska. And Appalachian State's deficiencies this year have been on the defensive end. So it's going to be interesting to see what Georgia Southern needing a win again to get to six victories, what they do offensively yep. against a suspect uh, Mountaineer defense. And that total anywhere from 65 to 66 and a half in the market as we look right now. It's not just the big rivalry games or the college football playoff slash conference title game implications that uh, matter. And, and you can have angles from it, a betting perspective this week. It's also the teams desperate for bowl eligibility, even though, as Jeff rightly pointed out, many of those teams are not uh, very good. As we'll finish up uh, this hour, again, we'll get into the previews here a little bit later. We'll talk LSU and Texas A&M as well as Notre Dame, USC. Paul's a couple plays as well. At least for the games right now, though, uh, TCU all over Iowa State, 27-7, early second quarter right there, laying 26.5 live. Uh, Alabama up 28-14, and at this point up uh, comfortably with the live spread of 24.5 and 69.5 your total. I think probably the most interesting one right now, guys, is it's what's going on in Corvallis where Oregon State, Oregon, if I just update the, the drive charts here, uh, we have gone turnover on downs, punt, punt, interception, turnover on downs, turnover on downs. Those have been, that, those are the last six drives so far, Jeff. So I just wonder at what point is there a buy point on the in-game over? We're down to, I'm seeing 49 and a half at MGM. Uh, final 40 seconds of the first half here. Oregon does have the ball down 10-7. You're kind of in the point now where you're hoping Oregon either doesn't score here or kicks a field goal, and this game goes in at 10 to 10 and waiting. Again, you're not going to get many numbers uh, that are where they should be because it could be elevated because of where Oregon is on the field right now. So I would wait, and if you get a field goal from Oregon or no points from Oregon, bet this thing over at halftime. That would be what I would do, Ben. And you're looking at right now a second and three at the 20 for Oregon. It's, a, it's always a good point, Jeff, especially final stages of the first half. Uh, keep that in mind, especially if you're looking for and over and you want to get a, a slightly better number here. That's already being taxed in the score right now uh, for Oregon here. So we'll see where that one goes. Game we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, it's Again, this technically does come into the category of teams trying to get bowl eligible with the victory. Michigan State is five and six. Uh, but, I, but we had this conversation last week, though. Uh, Paul, you'd made the point, like Penn State against these mediocre to below average teams tend to take care of business. And they were the only top 10 team, I believe it was last week, that actually covered. Uh, and here they are, 14 nothing, laying now 26 and a half live. Not that you'd want to get involved at the current number, but 
Uh, maybe something to kind of file away here. A team favored by 19, and this is the second straight week where Penn State, I mean, they're not screwing around at all, and uh, Michigan State does not really look like a desperate team trying to get to a bowl game. They, they look ready to pack it in and uh, go into the offseason workout program. Yeah, it's been a tough, uh, a tough year for Michigan State. I mean, the, the Spartans obviously had a uh, exceptional year last year with Kenneth Walker and uh, just hadn't uh, gotten it together. Uh, you know, we saw them early in the year. I think it was week two when they went to Seattle. I really thought they, you know, that was going to be a competitive game. And even though the, the final score, Washington won by a couple of touchdowns, I believe, but it wasn't even nearly that close. And that was kind of the uh, – the beginning of the, the end or kind of, uh, mm -hmm. a, you know, a sign of what was to come for the Spartans during the 2022 season. Hadn't been a whole lot of high points. And this Penn State uh, team, as we said last week, you know, they might struggle against the very, very best top 10 caliber teams on their schedule. Uh, but this is a team, when they have you outmanned, uh, looks like they'll flex their muscle and take care of business. And that's what they've done uh, against the lesser teams, the bottom half teams this year in the Big Ten. Yeah, Northwestern, the only game, as you look at the schedule we flashed up a second ago, where Penn State did not cover against, as Paul was mentioning, that, uh, that lower echelon uh, teams, at least as we've looked at it in the Big Ten. Uh, we're back underway, by the way, in Bloomington. So, Jeff, you and I were both on Purdue second half, minus six and a half, down by four. They just flashed up the stat. Uh, Jeff Brom, six and 24 when trailing at halftime in his career as a Purdue head coach. Kind of illustrates the point we were making earlier, right? We, we like Jeff Brom in general as a coach, but he's been very bad in the favorite role. And he struggled as well, trying to make in-game adjustments. Uh, yet you and I are both kind of in agreement here that for Purdue to win a game against this, such a depleted Indiana team, all you have to do is win the game now with the bet we're making to get into the Big Ten championship game. It is a spot we're making, even if the numbers, stats, and, and even some of the past history don't exactly uh, back up our thoughts here. It's just one of these principled ones, Ben, where if we can't get home playing Connor Basilak, and I gotta have a game with Purdue. He just moved to the next bet. So I, I, I have no problem with the bet that we made. Also, Auburn muffs a punt uh -oh. that I didn't think touched the Auburn returner, but they ruled it a muff on the field and elect to have the call stand. I don't blame Cadillac Williams for being annoyed at this SEC officiating crew that again, just continues to see things that most people don't see. <laughs> That's a great way to describe it, Jeff. I just saw the replay. I don't know how you say that there was ever any contact. I'm, I have to think that's what Gene Territory is saying on the broadcast right now. Uh, and then uh, qu uh, to quickly update you and Corvallis, we are not going to get our wish, Jeff, of a, maybe a lower total and an in-game over here for the second half because Bo Nix to Troy Franklin from nine yards out caps a 13-play, 95-yard touchdown drive. Oregon 14, Oregon State 10 with 12 seconds to go in the half. So those numbers are suspended right now. We'll have them reposted as we get to halftime. So when we come back next, we're going to start getting into our halftime window here for the late afternoon games. We'll also get uh, plays from Paul. We're going to set Paul up. He's got Washington, Washington State to play there in the Apple Cup, as well as a play on Syracuse and Boston College. So two more plays still to come from Paul. We'll also break down our two big games of the night that have yet to kick off. USC, Notre Dame and LSU and Texas A&M as we'll sprinkle in some of the halftime lines as well where we have the opportunities to do so. And can we, can we just get a Boilermaker second half performance for Jeff and I? Purdue got, does get a punt on Indiana to start the third quarter. Uh, Purdue has, has continued to be priced here at about a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market. Heavy juice, though, on the Purdue side. We'll come back, run through all those things next year on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. As I mentioned going into break, we did not get our wish uh, there, Jeff Parles, on maybe uh, either zero or three points for Oregon heading into the locker room. As a result, uh, we're at the half there. We'll we'll take a look at some of the halftime lines right now. Oregon 14, Oregon State 10. And as we sit here, it's either a pick 'em or Oregon minus a half out there, Jeff. 27 and a half is your total. So that adjusts to 51 and a half for the game. And I'd, I'd imagine, based on that late score, probably, uh, probably nothing you want to do here with this halftime line. You know, you're still getting a pre flop discount, Ben. I, I, I wouldn't totally shut it down. Obviously, that would have been better actually going against what I said earlier, where I thought, all right, Oregon probably kicks a field goal at the end of the half and it doesn't get the full seven. Uh, but I don't. I don't think this is a bad one. The only concern is the only concern that I have is that Oregon State is right in the average zone, about 5.3 yards of play right now, mm-hmm. with uh, Oregon a little north of six. So that's a little bit concerning there if you're hopping in on this total now. But I would lean to the over, uh, especially since you're south of 28. And it did just hit uh, to the over, at least uh, take a hit behind me at South Point. We're up to 28 now there. Most books at 27 yeah, that, uh, and a half that right now. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, and it d- certainly certainly does when you look at it there. Uh, any any thoughts, Paul, on, on you? I know you had the great, you know, it's always the, the classic quandary, right? When you're betting openers, you get some great numbers, and then it's a matter of can the closing line value get there? I mean, you had, what, five and a half points of CLV on Oregon State, plus the four on the opener, and here they are now down four at the half. You know, I'm going to hold my position. I've got a good ticket uh, with Oregon State uh, plus four. You know, you see Oregon at at, at plus 105 on the, the, I guess that was on the pregame money line, though, so I'm confusing myself. But I I like the position plus four. They've played, uh, you know, given up a a few more yards in the first half to the Ducks than I anticipated. Oregon State obviously has been uh, heavily relying on a great defense this year, held USC – uh, in an early season game, maybe week three or week four, held the Trojans to 17 points. Uh, really could have won that game. Uh, and then they lost to Washington uh, on the road here a couple of weeks back, only by uh, three points, I believe, and led both the USC and the Washington games in the second half. So I like the, I like the Beavers team, and uh, I'm just going to hold my position. Um, be still and see what happens. That's as coin flippy as it gets right now as we're looking at that uh, in Oregon and Oregon State. We'll stick right now with the the Pac-12 intrastate rivalries. We'll go up a little bit uh, to the northeast in Pullman, Washington. We go to the Palouse, Paul, because you are looking for a play in the Apple Cup tonight. Washington and Wazoo. Seeing the line now up to Washington minus two and a half. There's a couple of two still in the market. And as I update the screen, we're at 60 most spots on your total. Up to 60 and a half at a couple shops uh, as well there. Uh, What do you like tonight, Paul, in the Apple Cup? Well, in recent years, anyway, Washington has, has dominated the Apple Cup. They've won 10 of the last 12 meetings between these schools. They've covered nine of the last 12 meetings. 
They did, however, last year in what was a very difficult year for Washington, saw their second-year head coach Jimmy Lake fired early in the season. They did lose to Washington State 40-13. to uh, So I think that outcome probably still at least somewhat fresh on the minds of the Huskies. Uh, and this is a Washington team uh, clearly that has gradually improved over the course of the 2022 season, this being the first season for new head coach Kalen DeBoer. His transfer quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., uh, who he actually served as Penix's uh, offensive coordinator at Indiana back during uh, Penix's freshman year there with the Hoosiers. It's, been, it's just been a, a, a team that I think's gradually gotten better. They've covered, or they've won, rather, their last uh, five games. Uh, that winning streak includes three-point victories uh, over Oregon State and Oregon. Uh, the latter of which they accomplished is almost a two-point uh, or a two-touchdown underdog, rather, to the Ducks. Again, Penix has just been spot on. He has a uh, 69% completion ratio or completion rate for the season, I should say. A uh, very solid touchdown-interception ratio. Washington State, if you look at their resume, really the only or the most notable victory anyway on that resume a 17-14 victory at Wisconsin in week two. But you look at that game, you look at the box score, Washington State only 10 first downs in that game, only 253 uh, total yards. They benefited from uh, three Wisconsin turnovers. The Badgers also also were flagged 11 times for 103 yards in that game. Uh, You look at the other five FBS teams that Washington State has defeated Besides Wisconsin, those five FBS teams are combined 16 and 39. So I think Washington's the better team. They continue to get better. I think they beat Washington State, their rival, by more than a field goal tonight in Pullman. And we see when, when you made the play, Paul, or at least we're ready to give it out here on the show, one and a half this morning. We're seeing that climb. Might touch three here, so the market's certainly behind you in the Apple Cup. Washington laying a short number on the road against Wazoo. Uh, as we continue to look here, getting to some games at the half, and we'll also continue to uh, turn forward, look at the biggest games for tonight. First off, Jeff, big drive for us there, Purdue Boilermakers, who were in on sure live. was. Whew, finally, finally showing some life. Aiden O'Connell, uh, touchdown pass as I was just pulling up the drive chart. Eight play, 82-yard drive to Payne Durham, 15-yard touchdown. Purdue 10, Indiana 7. And Purdue now, as I update the screen here, up to six-and-a-half-point live favorites in the market there. Uh, so very hey ben, solid there, Jeff. I just hopped in on the under in that game as well. Now that we're getting 21 and a half more, I don't think Indiana's scoring again in this game. I don't so, blame you for doing that. Uh, I I, uh, I think uh, Purdue's going to end up winning this game, get another touchdown. 17-7, 20 to 7 feels about right for this final here. So uh, I, I, took a, I took a little bit of a, a squeeze on the under at under 38 and a half here. Remember, Connor Bazelock, he is in, quarterback for Indiana, who was the starter to begin the year, benched. Uh, but Dexter Williams, the second, took a really nasty-looking hit to the knee in the first quarter, was carted off. Bazelock, 5 of 7 for 25 yards since coming in there. And we're at the break down at the Alamo Dome. So UTEP, 5 and 6, is a 16-and-a-half-point dog, gets up 24 nothing in this game against the Roadrunners of UTSA. UTSA, though, with two straight touchdowns after being 8-and-a-half-point dogs in the market, Get it to within 10, and I'm seeing right now Paul laying seven here for the second half, so that would be uh, UTEP minus three for the game. Kind of help us understand, though, what do you, what do you view as the, the drop-off? We saw uh, UTEP's quarterback got hurt. Uh, that was Gavin Hardison a couple weeks ago. Calvin Brownholtz has been the backup quarterback in here, 8 of 14 in this game for two touchdowns and a pick. We obviously know, right, the, the, the motivation for UTEP, trying to get bowl eligible, but what is really at stake here for a UTSA team that I, I believe, right? I mean, they're 9-2, and two, already uh, pretty much locked in here to playing in the, in the CUSA title game. And I think that's a great point here, Ben. Uh, you know, I, I thought they might be more ready to play today, but UTSA already not only had qualified for the Conference USA title game, but they had already earned the right to host that game. So I'm assuming that North Texas went ahead and, and defeated Rice. So they're scheduled yes. to host host Rice uh, next week there in San Antonio. So really nothing at stake for UTSA. And as you said, UTEP needs to uh, win the game to achieve bowl eligibility. I looked at the box score uh, a, a short time ago, and it was like 
you know, 260, uh, 260 yards for the Miners at that point to like 80 yards for UTSA. And I think UTSA has uh, scored at least one touchdown subsequent to that. So I'm sure it's gotten tighter. But I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't jump on, on board the, the Roadrunners here. I, I, it looks like they came in a little bit limp, uh, unprepared. Uh, maybe a little bit unmotivated looking ahead to that conference championship game next week. And uh, UTEP has ambushed them, at least in the first half. And probably the time to get in was when they were catching eight and a half, especially if you were looking in the middle. Maybe you took UTSA preflop. Now have, only getting three, what we just laid out. Uh, and, and the backup for UTEP, Brownholtz, has been pretty solid as we just laid out the stats here a second ago. Uh, so that game at the half right now. We are now at the half in uh, T-Town, 35-14 Alabama over Auburn at the break. Over was obviously the play, guys. Why don't we just, you know, fire the entire bankroll on that uh, on that thing? 51 uh, with your uh, with your closing total there. Haven't seen any uh, halftime numbers pop yet, uh, though, Jeff. I mean, it, it kind of feels like Alabama could put up 60 if they really wanted to, though, in this game. Yeah, I, I think Paul and I are in big trouble here. We're asking Auburn to talk, to play even in the second half with the way they've shown no ability to slow Alabama here. We're in big trouble. Again, that telling you that muffed punt that I don't, I'm not convinced was actually touched ever by Auburn could very easily loom large and be the difference for Auburn covering this game or not covering this game. So uh, send a, send the invoice to Birmingham yet again, Ben. Uh, see, not the first time that's happened for, uh, <laughs> from Jeff. <laughs> Alabama, I'm seeing minus seven and a half for the second half. So you guys have some work to do. That's 28 and a half for the game. 24 and a half is the total. 49 first step points just saying uh, again kind of kind of depends on do you think the teams continue to play the starters here going forward will they keep the foot on the gas especially on the Alabama side if this game gets out of hand that's a tough thing to try to handicap though as we get ready for the second half when we return as we look inside the beautiful South Point Sportsbook Casino we've got a couple plays still to come we'll talk Notre Dame USC on the other side This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Cyber Monday deal is on now. Sign up today to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, and you will get a daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VEASAN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. The VEASAN store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited-time Cyber Monday offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. We welcome you back on Live Bet Saturday. A couple segments left for us, taking you through all the late afternoon action, also previewing and getting uh, getting all of our thoughts here on the biggest game still to come tonight. Uh, back with Jeff and Paul, I'm Ben. So Iowa State at least has shown a little bit of life here, Jeff, but uh, missed a field goal on the last drive, down 27-7 against TCU. I don't know how how you could really advocate for there being any angles in-game worth looking at, but, hey, at least they're showing a pulse. That's about all I can say right now for the Cyclones as TCU uh, continues to roll in this spot, now laying 23-and-a-half live. Got nothing nothing for you on this, Ben. If you you missed the boat, if you like the over early, if you like TCU pre-flop, you needed to take them then. Big old pass, I, and that's and that's part of the part's part of the whole calculus too. When we're talking live betting, you're not get, they're not going to be angles on every single game. Uh, we just mentioned that right now is the main game with college football playoff implications going on as we speak. Uh, the big game still to come though, uh, Paul, and we'll just start the discussion right now. Want to make sure we we have plenty of time to get our thoughts on this USC and Notre Dame here. I'm seeing the lines settle in. We're pretty much at four and a half. There was maybe a, there's one book at least on the East Coast now that has gone down to four as there continues to be some interest in the underdog. This was six when it opened at Circa. Slow trickle of money there to the Irish side, and 63 to 64. We have pretty much everything as far as the total from 63 to 63 and a half to 64 is concerned there. Uh, how do you view this game breaking down, now, Paul, when you look at the Irish and the Trojans there coming up tonight at the Coliseum? Well, you know, you look at this game, obviously USC, first of all, needs a victory to uh... – bolster its playoff chances because they kind of seem at this point to control their own destiny but they're often an emotional emotional victory over UCLA last week they've only played one team from east of the Rockies to this point in their schedule and that team was Rice so now they get Notre Dame a Notre Dame team that has been up and down uh, that, that lost to both Marshall and Stanford 
at home as double-digit uh, favorites. But the Irish have been very, very good in the underdog role. I think they've been the underdog four times this year uh, against Ohio State, uh, North Carolina, uh, Syracuse, uh, and also Clemson. And they've covered all four of those games, and they've actually won three of those games outright. So this is a Notre Dame game that has really uh, prospered and been at their best in the underdog role. They're better defensively than most of the teams that USC has faced this year. Uh, I actually took – I made this line, first of all, USC minus four this past Sunday at Circa. I took Notre Dame plus six. I still like Notre Dame plus four and a half. Not one of my huge plays, but I think the Irish, I think this is a good position for them. I think they're going to limit USC's uh, possessions with that running game. They're going to run the ball on the, uh, on the Trojans. And I think they're going to defend uh, that prolific uh, USC attack led by Caleb Williams uh, at a higher level than most of USC's opponents have to this point. Uh, so I like Notre Dame plus the four and a half as well tonight there at the Coliseum. Yeah, certainly with you on that, Paul. And you consider how USC, 128th in FBS defending the run on an EPA per play basis. That was the main basis of my handicap, Jeff, combined with coming down from the UCLA game. But to put it simply, I mean, Notre Dame has been much better running the ball over the past month and a half. Uh, if you look at what the, what the numbers have shown for Notre Dame. So I have a lot of trust in them being able to move the ball on USC, and it just comes down to uh, how, how much faith do you have in the Irish's defense. I would certainly uh, think they'll be able to get some stops on USC and Caleb Williams. Uh, what say you there? I got a question for Paul real quick. Paul, who's the best defense that USC has played so far this year? You know, I'm not looking at their schedule right now, but Oregon State, of course, Oregon State's not healthy yeah. right now. They're a little bit banged right. up in the back. But I think Oregon State, early season, uh, that defense comes to mind. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of going through a mental checklist. I can't think of anybody better than Oregon State. Maybe you guys can come up with somebody uh, the only, better than the Beavers. You, but this, you, Paul, you and I agree. That, that That's the point I, I wanted to make here where – Oregon State in week four was the best defense that USC has faced. They did play Utah a few weeks ago, but it's not your, it's not your same Utah defense that we're used to. That defense is okay. So this is the best defense that USC has seen since September. And they're coming off playing a legitimately awful defense in UCLA last week at the Rose Bowl. Notre Dame's defense is legitimately good. And, look, I, I know they had the two ridiculous losses early in the year where it was the Marshall, the even more ridiculous loss was losing to Stanford at home. But after that Stanford loss, Notre Dame has been legitimately good. And Drew Pine is not – Drew Pine has been fine. And there have been games where Drew Pine has actually played well. USC's defense stinks. I'm with Paul. I think four and a half is still good. And if you want to sprinkle on the money line, I have no problem with that. For our recent bets giving, Ben and I, you and, you and I took Notre Dame on the money line today to try to mount the comeback in that competition. So, got, hey, got to be aggressive. I, <laughs> we got to be aggressive. So I, I wouldn't – I think Notre Dame is a real shot to win this game and cause USC to be out of the playoff chase after tonight. Totally, yeah, Jeff, I'm with you on that, as evidenced by our uh, our dual selection. But yeah, Paul, you're an honorary member of the Live Bet Saturday team for our, for Beeson Bets Giving. So even though you weren't able to partake, we're gonna lump you in, Paul, with the with the Notre Dame pick. Uh, we're 0 2. We got to take some swings. All right, we took a big goal score prop yesterday in USA, <laughs> England that didn't get there, and uh, we're we're going oh. for the money line uh, there today. But you can get it as high as uh, plus 180. I'm seeing Jeff. Actually, the best number, Paul, is where you're at uh, there at Circa. I know you're not more of a money line guy. You want to take the best of the number, and uh, you have to feel pretty good. The market has gone in your direction uh, with the six, but wouldn't it, it be so on brand just for what we've seen in the state of college football where we're kind of waiting to see that fourth team emerge and USC, I mean, the path is right there. It's just a matter of can they continue to play when and get there when the defense has had so many holes in it uh, and pretty, pretty obvious holes here down this back half of the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people, they just look at, at college football and they think that these teams, now they've got a pathway, so they're going to seize the moment. And I've always kind of been a contrarian that when you have opportunity that it tends to maybe, you know, tighten things up a little bit, that it, it creates greater expectation, greater pressure. You maybe try to play outside of your role. You try to maybe, you know, quote, unquote, do too much. And it, and it creates some issues there. So I, I like Notre Dame's uh, – Position, you know, they're the underdog. Uh, people expect USC to win 
Uh, Notre Dame, again, they have thrived in that uh, underdog role this season. And uh, I don't know. I, I just think it's, it'll be par for the course uh, for Notre Dame to beat USC and really put this uh, four-team playoff selection into uh, total chaos and <laughs> confusion and discussion and great debate. So, uh, man, that's going to be a great game to watch tonight. Uh, Jeff Parles' middle name is Chaos, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Chaos. I got to get the, get the birth certificate from his, uh, his dad, Craig, but I'm pretty sure that's not <laughs> the birth certificate there, Jeff. Hey, hey well, one, one, one last thing, though, and we mentioned this earlier, Ben. This is the you can win the Heisman and end the debate tonight for Caleb Williams' game. You can, he can end it tonight. He plays well. USC wins. It's over. He has won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, especially with what happened earlier today with uh, with Ohio State and also, too. Sorry, I got distracted. Gold Branson just threw another ghastly oh, interception for Oregon that. State wow. uh, that uh, is going to set up Oregon first and goal. But, you know, it's just, it just one of those where I we've been waiting all year for Caleb Williams to really explode. And we saw it last week against UCLA where other than that weird play where he decided to – throw it late instead of run where they could have put the game away a little bit earlier. He was perfect last week against UCLA. If he's perfect tonight against Notre Dame, who is a significantly better defense than what he saw last week, Caleb Williams has won the Heisman Trophy this year, Ben. That's another thing I'm looking at tonight. That's it. That is the big thing, at least from an individual standpoint. What can Caleb Williams do against the Notre Dame defense? Uh, so we get ready for that game tonight. Again, four and a half is basically the market-wide number on Notre Dame-USC. As far as our in-game updates, Jeff mentioned it. The uh, Goldbrinson interception for Oregon State has given Oregon the ball first and goal at the two, and that is a... I believe a touchdown. Yes, it is right up the gut on a handoff. So we're about to see Oregon go up 20 and the PAT, uh, at least on my screen, we're ahead of the action a little bit. 21-10 Oregon up to 10.5 point live favorites in the betting market. Now 58.5 is your total. So that's now back up. And so, uh, Jeff, you were, you were talking about this happened a minute, nine seconds into the third quarter, even though maybe you didn't get the best of the number uh, considering the late touchdown. If you wanted to buy low on that in-game over, Still, you're looking pretty good right now. If you had bought in at any point, that number got as low, Jeff, as 49 and a half. Yeah, that was, that was a spectacular turn of events for me. Not good for Paul. Uh, good for my Oregon plus one and good for the in-game over that I took at halftime because Oregon went three and out with good field position and then go Branson again. It just The first interception didn't hurt him because Oregon went four and out after it. That one cost Oregon State points. And for as good as Oregon is, and even though I like Oregon State, you can't be handing the Ducks points, and that's what just happened there by the Bees. Always a dangerous strategy to employ. Meanwhile, Purdue, another touchdown, nine-play, 82-yard drive, 17-7. Boilermakers, they can smell it. Six to go in the third quarter, looking to clinch a spot in the Big Ten Championship game. Our final thoughts and plays for the rest of the night when we wrap up the show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back for the final time here on Live Bet Saturday. I look up and see TCU punch it in one more time. Fourth and goal for the Horned Frogs at the half-yard line. Kendra Miller walks it in. Uh, so this thing is pretty much lights out in the first half. 33-7 TCU PAT pending. That's the big game we're tracking right now with college football playoff implications. But looks like for now, with TCU holding serve, you're going to have Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3. And then, who knows? <laughs> at, at number 4, Jeff, uh, Jeff Parles, that's basically the theme of today right now. Well, I mean, look, it, it, I actually think it's pretty self-explanatory for what happens here. It's just if it goes off script is where we're in for trouble. If LSU beats Georgia next week, they're in. They're the fourth team. If LSU loses and USC wins out, USC is the fourth team. If either of those two scenarios happen, I have no idea who the fourth team is. So that's where where we can really have some fun. By the way, right now, Ben, behind you, uh, Chris Andrews and his team do the prop of the highest scoring team on the day of college football. Currently, 1,000-to-1 New Mexico State, who destroyed Liberty randomly with 49 points today, is your current leader in the clubhouse. If anyone somehow has a ticket on New Mexico State, you're sweating hard <laughs> with the ridiculousness uh, with so Alabama good. right now. I mean, that. I mean, could you imagine if you had a 1,000-to-1 ticket and you get beat just because Alabama did their usual offensive thing. I mean, Alabama's going to end up with 63 points in this game. Uh, forget so. that. I mean, Utah's got 42 in the first half against Colorado. So uh, that, that's probably oh, well, that's also a problem. Utah might play the backups the whole second half and only kick a field goal. They probably that's should. probably a good – you know what, Ben? That's probably a great <laughs> second half under, actually, whatever that number yeah. pops in on. Uh, I'll let you know when that when that does pop. Again, they, they're showing, uh, at least on my screen here, a couple seconds, one second in the first half. Uh, that is, I believe, a Pac-12 network game, so we don't have the normal in-game opportunities. But uh, 42 nothing there in a game that had a 52 total. Utah laying 30-and-a-half against uh, Colorado and the Buffs. All right, I yeah, Paul. Paul just laughed. I know Paul's like, man, not even on his radar, like first or highest uh, team on a particular Saturday. But New Mexico State, yes, your leader at the clubhouse right now at 1,000 to 1. You are looking at an under, though, later tonight, Paul. There is one uh, game that you've got your eye on among our marquee window of games here at the 7.30 Eastern. What's the game that caught your attention from an under perspective? I will say, Ben, that last year, not this year, but last year I participated in uh, Chris Andrews' high-scoring team oh, about every week. So, yeah, oh. I think I hit it maybe two or three weeks in a row. I would take about four or five teams. And oh, I think wow. I hit it two or three weeks in a row, and then I hit a cold streak, so I hadn't partaken okay. this year. But I have I have bet that market before, and that's a great market that Chris puts uh, – Puts on down. How, how dare point, I? But. How dare I presume that uh, Paul Stone has not has not cashed a ticket of the Chris Andrews highest scoring team? Apologies, Paul. I, you know, I'm not as buttoned up as you think. Probably, I, <laughs> ben, I, I, I go I go crazy sometimes and bet those go. types of markets. So, but uh, I, I'm looking at this ACC game uh, between Syracuse and Boston College. Uh, they're at BC. A total of 47. And you look at this Boston College offense, first of all, they only average 15.2 points per game this year uh, against their 10 FBS opponents. They, in their last six games, they've been shut out once, and they've scored only three points twice, and that's three times in their last six games. 
Meanwhile, you've got a Syracuse team that scored 24 or fewer points in six of its last seven contests versus FBS opponents. Uh, Syracuse has. They've lost their top cover man, cornerback Garrett Williams. It certainly helps, uh, hurts them, rather, uh, in the back of their defense, having lost Williams for the season to injury. But Boston College, this is an offense that's really, really struggled, uh, as I pointed out, by their 15-point average against FBS schools. They came into the year. They lost their top half offensive lineman, offensive guard Christian Mahogany, one of the most highly regarded offensive guards uh, by NFL scouts. They lost him in the preseason. So they returned zero offensive line starters from one season ago after his injury. And they've mostly struggled on offense, especially when their starting quarterback, Phil Jerkovic, hasn't played. Uh, I would say Jerkovic sounds like he might be 50-50 at best mm. to play today versus the orange uh, form that I, a formula rather that I use to project pace of play shows Syracuse only running 62 plays in this game. So certainly that's something you look at uh, when you're handicapping totals. I mix it all up and it comes out Syracuse, Boston College under the posted total of 47. It is funny just to think back to when uh, Clemson and Syracuse had the, the six point game in Death Valley. Orange played Orange played the Tigers pretty close, and we all kind of said, "Oh wow, no, no respect in the in the market for Syracuse." And then they've just completely cratered and fallen apart the last four weeks. Uh, Ten is the spread right there, Jeff. Forty-seven your total. Oh, but Paul was all over it a few weeks ago. Uh, yep. Just that the Syracuse team is nowhere near as good as their record was, and quite frankly, if it wasn't for that idiotic game against Purdue, that that game was only. Uh, 10 weeks ago, and I'm still stewing over losing that game. Uh, but Sorry, Purdue, uh, it's okay, Ben. But uh, look, uh, this Syracuse team was very lucky to be 6-0. and And they are, the only reason they're bowl eligible could very easily be, be for that front part of their schedule. They lose today, they do the fun, start 6-0, and get bowl eligible in your first six games, and then end up 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> So, they'll yeah. be a fact, look, they, it, it, they'll be a fascinating team in the, in the bowl season, but again, this bowl season, as we remind, remind you all, our college football bowl betting guide will come out soon. And bowl season is very different now because of all the guys who sit out and go to the pros. So fascinating uh, bowl season coming up, Ben, especially in a year that's been very all over the place in college football. That is a great point to make, just to think about that in the back of your mind as we get ready for bowl season to uh, descend upon us. Uh, but did not want to neglect, Jeff, the, the one in-game opportunity you might have thought about here. Utah, Colorado at the break. I'm seeing a 21 yep. and a half uh, there's oh, one twenty-one and, uh, and a half out there. Well, rest of the market is mostly twenty and a halves. I see two twenty-ones, and actually that one twenty-one and a half did just get banged to the under. So forty-two nothing Utah at the break. They're outgaining Colorado okay. three seventy-nine to eighteen there, Jeff. But you're thinking uh, well, what, call well, off what, the dogs. Ben, what's going on behind Paul there? What's uh, what's the number there? Uh, that is a 21? twenty. That is a twenty and a half juice to the over. Uh, 21's right, behind John me uh, and uh, and a couple a uh, couple other books there uh, in town. 13 and a half to Utah in the second half. So you're you're just thinking right, we're going to Je- stop everything, uh, Jeff, and uh, get no scoring. Uh, John Murray's going to get my business at the Westgate. Oh, there we go. At the 21. That's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for letting us all know that. Uh, so that is what uh what thought from Jeff. I don't want to belabor the point anymore or talk about this game anymore because Mike Pritchard is in the studio right now. I don't want to make him feel bad. Okay. His Sorry, Pritch. Not- Jeff just said, sorry, Pritch. So Pr- Pritch with the solemn nod of the head. I don't know. Hey, prime time might be coming to Boulder, though. That's the rumor today uh, out, out, uh, out in Colorado. Uh, so one more game for us to preview before we go off the air today as we talk about the teams on the periphery of the college football playoff. LSU-Texas A&M, and as we talked about the game, you know, Jeff, you mentioned it next week, LSU, a look-ahead 15-point dog to Georgia in the SEC title game. They'll play that game regardless, but to even have a chance of, of a playoff eligibility, they're going to have to take care of business in College Station against the falling-apart A&M Aggies there laying 10. Uh, Paul, we'll turn it to you here as we go in our final two minutes of the show. Uh, any thoughts on, the, on this spot tonight here for the Tigers against the seemingly falling-apart-at-the-seams Aggies? You know, this is a great spot normally for my betting approach to take the Aggies, but like you said, falling apart at the seams. I mean, this is a team that uh, you just really have to wonder to yourself if they just cashed it in. It doesn't seem like the effort is there. You have a lot of players who've already entered the transfer portal. Uh, Just seems like Jimbo's losing total control of the program. I'd love to take Texas A&M. But I just don't know how invested they are. So this is going to be one that I'm going to 
you know, watch with uh, with one eye while I'm watching the other games, but I just don't have any uh, faith in the Aggies to be able to come through with an effort. I would tend to agree with you on that. Uh, Jeff, any thoughts there uh, pre-flop on A&M LSU? No. No, I mean, A&M, everything Paul just said is right. A&M is packed it up for the winter. This is the ultimate look-ahead spot for LSU. They, uh, they didn't play particularly well against Arkansas last week either, so... Uh, just one of those where if you had the stomach to take the Aggies, go ahead. But I don't have that stomach today. Uh, and with so many games on the board, no, no need to do that as we wrap up the show. So we'll see how the rest of the college football action plays out again. Uh, we have the college football lines revealed show with Jonathan Von Tobel tomorrow, 11 a.m. Pacific, as all the lines are revealed. So as we say so long, big thanks to Jeff Parles and uh, Aramis helping out at Mandalay Bay, Paul Stone at Circa, Jeremy Wengel helping out over there, and I'm Ben Wilson here at the South Point. Thanks to Matt Santos, our producer, Sean McCollum, Liz Foster, Matt Hicks, all doing a great job helping us, making us look as good as humanly possible. As we say so long from the South Point Sportsbook Studios, it is Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard coming your way next on VEASAN with the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.